Hey everybody, super fan Giovanni. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 380 from March 13th, 1997, a Thursday night show with guest Collective Soul. The songs played were Precious Declaration, Blame, and Discipline Breakdown. A rare three-song show. For the most part, every time a band would guest on Love Wine, there would be two songs played, typically one during the first hour, one during the second, or as close to that as they could manage. On occasion, only one song is played when there's a band of a different era, so to speak, or uh, I guess they're clearly doing a favor for, or also on some strange schedule bookings with uh, two guests, one for each hour, well as times when guests would show up late. But the rarest of all is a three-song show where they play three songs for a guest, either because they really like the guys or because they're doing an exchange for the booking. Adam Flubb's intro on this one after some sound issues. The band is fresh off an appearance of The Tonight Show, and Adam explains he's very tired. He has a funny back-and-forth with Dr. Drew about his degree and Latin. Adam praises the guys for their good-looking members. The frontman lead singer is not present, and they joke about him. Overall, really fun show, and if you're a fan of Collective Soul, you'll definitely want to check it out. As per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Two. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. What was that? All right, uh, anyway, uh, I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew, he's a board... Uh, oh, really? All right, I'm tired. He's a board-certified <laughs> physician and an addiction medicine specialist. Uh, not the love doctor, not the head shrink, uh, not the house frau that uh, clogs up the airwaves at night when her uh, husband's working graveyard. But he actually has some sort of a degree, although I've yet to see it, and I'm, I'm growing uh, more skeptical as the weeks grow it. on. You have seen it. You just couldn't read it. I have. It was, okay. in, it was in Latin. All right. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, eat pluribus. Uh, shut the hell up, is for a second there. Uh, collective Soul would be uh, the group that is in tonight. Welcome. Thank well, you thank for coming. You, uh, thanks Hello. for having me. Uh, you guys uh, fresh off the Leno set, fresh I hear. Fresh off it, yeah. And that will be airing tonight. True. And that's uh, that's perfect, because uh, we go off the air in most uh, places about midnight. Uh, Leno starts at 11.30, but the perfect. bands the bands wow. usually run the first... in the second half. What do you know? Right. So it's a collective soul for two hours, and then uh, you can see them in person. And they're really a good-looking band, not a weak link. Uh, nice. I was... I was looking at the uh, cover, looking at everyone's headshots here. These are like... Nah, uh, we're not on the cover, man. Well, not the cover, but I'm sorry, inside of the uh, CD jacket. Look at this, Drew. You guys must have a professional take these pictures. The point is, is you know, most bands have, you know, the good-looking front guy and then a bunch of ugly guys in the back. Oh, we blow him away. He's not here. <laughs> but the guys in the back turn out to be all right, too, and I say that in a very heterosexual way. All right. Uh, well, thank you in a very Disciplined uh, breakdown uh, went uh, with shipped gold. Your, uh, is that what they say? Record lackey just told me. 
which All is right. good. Oh, good information. Great. Now, how does that work? Does that mean uh, the record stores order a certain amount, or there's a pre-sold uh, to gold? Yeah, it means, exactly. it the means first thing, the record the stores. The record stores buy them. It don't mean people bought them. Right. So it, so it could it, it isn't gold. Yeah, but you don't care if one eccentric millionaire buys uh, a million of them, just as long as you sell a million of them, right? Well, they, well we, it is suck when we go and tour. <laughs> It'd be kind of well, tough. It'd just be the one eccentric millionaire throwing right. his panties at you. <laughs> all right, uh, Drew, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. I'll be right. All right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, how was doing uh, tours with uh, Van Halen and uh, Aerosmith and guys that you probably grew up listening to? Uh, it was incredible. Great. It was, great. was it? Yeah, it was, it was weird. I mean, Eddie Van Halen's hanging out in your dressing room every day. Just, that's a... Um, we took very, a lot of away from experience. It. Yeah, very surreal almost. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a learning experience, just watching those guys play. Well, I mean, a band <laughs> like... Uh, both bands, actually, but especially Aerosmith, that's just been around for a million years, uh, <laughs> is... Well, I don't mean that. Everyone looks good. Okay. We're not having them on the show, so I can say what I want. <laughs> I, they're not doing the show is the more how I should phrase it. But the point is... is uh, I guess he'd be people to learn from because these are people who have been around for so long, have uh, worked out all the kinks, and uh, I'm guessing have some level of professionalism. Otherwise, they couldn't do yes. what they do year in and year out. Yeah, that's true. We did that's take a lot of their business, uh, right. uh, their professionalism. We took a lot of that with us, I guess. We watched them work day in and day out. Right. And was it cool <laughs> playing the like huge arenas, or do you rather play the clubs? It really... It We'd was rather play fun, for our fans, whether it's in an arena or a club. Right. Because when you're playing those type of shows... They're getting you, a popcorn or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, producer Ann gets up and goes to the head uh, in, in halfway into one of my riffs, and I'm, I'm thrown <laughs> completely. So I could only imagine... Uh, I mean, it, it, would that happen sometimes? Some boyfriend and girlfriend would get into a big argument over um, who was going to get on whose shoulders or something in the middle of a set? <laughs> It got kind of weird sometimes on Van Halen. I remember uh, if if we spent like oh. more than two seconds of dead time, we'd hear yeah. the, the in between songs the Eddie chant start oh, up. Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks, guys. They, that's, that's appreciate beautiful. it. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, Drew. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. All right. You ready to take some calls? Let's go. Right, you guys know how the show works. Sure. Yes. You do? Yes. Oh, we really? Do. Oh, okay. You've heard the show. Uh, we've oh, been okay. here. Actually, been, we've been on the air before. About two years ago. Oh, that's right. It's you been must a while. Have, it's been a while, but we, well, we've, you we've, must have been here just before I got here. Yeah. Okay. The, the, oh, it's a totally new. It's it's uh-oh. it's much worse now. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was bad before. Jenny, nineteen, you're on Loveline with Collective Soul. Uh, hi. Hey. I uh, just want to say that I really enjoy your show. I listen to it all the time at school, and uh, I know of Collective Soul. You guys' music is very very good. Thank, Thank you. Um, Thank you. I guess I just sort of have a problem where uh, I don't know if it is a problem or it's not. Uh, Since I've been at school, it's kind of been one guy after another, and it just kind of adds up where it's like uh, I've gotten to the point where now I realize that what I was doing is not what I wanted. What did you want? Uh, More than what I had. uh, What did you want? I wanted, like, commitment, a relationship, whatnot, and... Going to bed with so many guys one after another really doesn't add up to much other than uh How did that happen? Given that you sort of had a sense or at least some level of awareness that you wanted a committed monogamous relationship, how did it happen that you uh, just went from one to the next? Um, I think it's, uh, I've always had, like, really short-term relationships, nothing that really amounted to anything. And 
you know, being drunk, whatever, the guy's looking at you saying, oh, you're really beautiful, you're really smart, I really like you a lot, and it just kind of... Hey, that's my line. These <laughs> bastards. You know, and so then I'm just kind of like, oh, well, you is know. Is this about alcohol? Uh, n- I, it could be, but I don't really think so. I mean, you know. Is this about... Yeah, but the alcohol... Yeah, I mean, that's just sort of, uh, you know, gets things... It's a lubricant. Uh, it's like that uh, primer you spray in the carburetor when your car's stalled. That just gets it going, and then uh, she finishes off with a full tank. Jenny, here's what... What? Well, what I'm saying is, is I have no... I, I, I try to throw in at least one car analogy to show, fellas. Um, what I'm saying is, is she has this in her. The alcohol just sort of gets her going and unlocks it a little bit. Jenny, my belief is that women believe that men are experiencing the same thing and want the same things that they oh, do. It's not the case. That's not the case. And what you have to learn to do, and unfortunately women really aren't raised to do this, and I, I'm ruining Adam's social life in saying this, but what women need to learn to do is assert what their needs are and make sure those get met before anything else. But, uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but let's not overdo it, ladies. <laughs> I mean, a little assertion is fine. Stand up for yourself to uh, some degree. Don't be but focused let's... on what the guy wants. Don't be assuming that they're looking for the same thing you are. Don't try to, to corral the guy by satisfying them. Assert your own needs first and make sure those get met. But how do I stop it? Like, how do I... It, it, like, you know, because, I mean, it's kind of sick in a sense where it's not so much the alcohol, like, you know, helps me get there. I mean, it does. But it's also, like, it's a mental block you get, you where get I believe con- that sex is, like, my so-called gift, my purpose to be with a guy mm. rather nah. than get to know them. You're all screwed up then. I'm sorry, but that, that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my clinical What What's the clinical definition, <laughs> Drew? All screwed uh, up? The, the deal what about is, all left up? If you, can't, if, you can't, if you can't stop that, then you need help, right? I mean, it, it is not a gift. It is a thing that is, is sabotaging your ability to get what your needs are. Were, were you abused in some fashion when you were younger? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, so if you, I mean, why don't you go take a look at all that? How come you don't know? Because it's like, uh, I don't have any proof, nothing really solid. It's like, uh, kind of like little flashbacks, but nothing that really kind of comes all together, like a full story, just bits and pieces. Well, that's enough to, to con- at least you're dealing with issues of surviving abuse, and, uh, that's sort of why this is all happening to you, I suspect. And if it really, you can't break the cycle, oh, go get some Jade, what? that's enough. Hello. Jade, 15. Hi. Hey. Um, I had a boyfriend oh, a year and a half ago. And at first, things were like, okay, you know, normal boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. And then things started going real fast. And he was really aggressive with me. And then he asked me to marry him. And I told him no. And I was only 14. Mm. How old was he? Um, same age, 14. Oh. And then I said, I've called before when this happened, when he told me, asked me to marry him. What did I tell you? It was Dr. Drew, not you. Oh. <laughs> he told me not to do it, and I didn't. What did he say? He said, don't do it? Good advice. Yeah. Drew, have you uh, softened up your stance on uh, teenage uh, marriages? No. No. <laughs> and um, then we broke up, and then we talked, and he said that he's changed, and he wanted me back, and I believed him. In right, uh, it's it's true. I know, I know from experience. I did a lot of soul searching between fourteen and fifteen, and was a totally different, uh, totally different man. I mean, at at fourteen and a half, I was a child. At fifteen, I was a fully emancipated senior. I wasn't even a, a junior anymore. Yeah, I was a different guy. I would uh, you would find me uh, with a uh, brandy snifter in one hand, a cigar in the other, wearing a smoking jacket. Any of you guys married? Oh um, no, you're married. No Your kids. No, no, AJ. No. We're talking to the band. No kids. Oh. You, were, you weren't married when you were a teenager. No. 
Uh, what, would you, what would you? Twenty-five. What advice would you give Jade and her her friend? Yeah, there's no reason to get married now. Why? Okay. Well, Hang out. You're you're fifteen. Yeah, I know, but I'm, just, I'm not done. <laughs> okay. Um. Then I started going back out with him, and a couple months ago we broke up again because he he was getting aggressive. He didn't ask me to marry him again. What, what does aggressive mean? He like pushed me around and. So he, physically abusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would you why would you think about marriage with someone like that anyway? I didn't think about it. And not the well, second time the, around. He's at fourteen. He's doing this. 15. Well, he's fifteen. Uh, listen, it, it is my uh, strong belief that fifteen-year-old guys like this need to be like plucked out of society and put somewhere now. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, wait till this guy gets his learner's permit. Hey, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, picture this 15-year-old guy who he wanted to get married at 14. He's uh, physically abusive to his uh, 14 or 15-year-old girlfriend. Where is this guy going to be at 21? Who uh, Whose kids are is he going to kill? Who's, uh, whose daughter is he going to rape? Mm. This guy's bad mm. news, Jade. Yeah, I broke up with him, and now he follows me all the time and calls me, and he won't stop. I, I suggest you get your parents involved, get teachers involved, bring as much structure and authority to bear as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't have any contact with him, and make it clear to him there's no chance of getting back. You're not going to acknowledge any contact, and document everything he does, get a restraining order, call the police, call the teachers, call mm-hmm. your parents, get everybody involved. And you'll be and all right. And eventually he will sort of dwindle away. All right, Jade. you saying uh, document it uh, for the authorities or for because authorities. it's good movie of the for week the material? Okay. Right. Aaron. Yes. Don't do? any guys call this show anymore? What can we do for you? Aaron, 20. <laughs> I can be a guy if you really want. No. <laughs> Maybe if I had a few beers, but no. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey. <laughs> well, I kind of have a medical question for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, my breasts have started to become very sore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if I should be... I mean, it, it really feels like someone's punched me in the chest. How long has it been that way? Um, just the past month. Any chance you're pregnant? No. Are you lactating? No. Are you on any medications? No. Nothing? Nothing. Or birth control pills, nothing like that? Nothing. Have, your, have your periods been irregular in any way? Uh, well, they always have been, mm. and this just sort of came up. And it, I went to the gynecologist, and she didn't really tell me anything. And that, the, she, you went uh, there about... Aaron, this is Dr. Drew. Uh, How large are your breasts? Oh, please. <laughs> no, it makes a difference. They're 38 Ds. All right. Well, there you have it. But no. They, they hurt from everyone staring at them all day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> are, are, you you no. went to the gynecologist, and the gynecologist didn't have any explanation for this. No, I, he was more concerned that it could be like, you know, a cyst or a cancer or something like that. In, in the breast? Yeah. It'd be kind of peculiar to have both breasts, uh, you know, afflict, afflicted by tumor simultaneously. And, and breasts, are, uh, excuse me, and cancer is not typically painful, though it can right. be. Uh, I would worry about ovarian cysts, frankly. I've already had one. Well, I, that may be what you're getting Ooh. again, because the estrogen levels tend to go up and stay up when you have an ovarian cyst. Oh, really? And, yeah, and that can that will make your periods very irregular and will make your breasts persistently tender. Nice, nice. Yeah, okay. Shane and I were talking about that before the show, but uh, Drew was not nearby. <laughs> I swear to you, he did oh, not hear. He did not you. overhear us. <laughs> no, we're just your talking. You out of? No, no, I'm fine. We're just He's talking lactating. about just about how women work. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Adam. I'm wearing my sponge bra tonight uh, so I don't embarrass myself in front of the band. <laughs> yes, Aaron. Um, I wanted to tell you something. There was a comment made last night that you were offensive. Yeah, I, I think it was racist, it was actually. A little girl. But yes. 
Not right. everyone you considers know. racism offensive, so I'll, hey, I'll just... If, you know what? If she doesn't like it, turn it off, because everyone else loves you, and oh, really? if I lived in L.A., I'd take you to dinner tonight. Oh, you would? Oh, I love you. Would you bring those breasts? I should. <laughs> they kind of come with the package. All right. <laughs> uh, where do you live, Aaron? I, I live in Stockton, California. All right. Northern. All right. You got a thumb? <laughs> Stick it out, baby. You got two hours to make it here. Oh, okay. Get back All right. to the gynecologist, check out the possibility of ovarian cyst. Okay. okay. All right, Aaron. Right. No. What? Hey, hey can you, uh, small breasts can hurt too, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't seem fair, you know. Mia, 23. Yeah, watch it with the small breast comments, guys. Uh, you have small breasts? Uh, not that I would admit on national radio. But you do, don't you? <laughs> Not. You do. bras do wonderful things for women. All right. Um, I just called to say good evening to Dr. Drew and Adam and the members of Collective Soul. Hello. If you have any wacky problems for you tonight, no bizarre bodily ailments or dysfunctional relationships. All right, we got to let you go then, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm calling to. I think everybody deserves to be congratulated for a job well done. And the service that your show provides to such a diverse audience is, I think, very important and it's essential in this day and age when. A lot of people just don't know who to go to to talk about the sensitive issues that you handle. So it takes two very special people like you guys, or maybe you guys are just deranged, to handle all these bizarre calls. We're not real. Uh, no, We're we thank you. We, we rarely get a compliment. I never get a compliment. Really? I compliment Drew. I compliment the guest. I'm blue in the face, and no one sends one my way. So uh, even though it was a group compliment, I will uh, extract my portion of it and cherish it. In fact, Mia. there is something very, very unique about this call, Mia. So I well, appreciate it. I just want well, I enjoy to hear someone who's offering practical and, and solutions and advice like you do, Dr. Drew. And Adam, your incredible sense of comic relief uh, is incredible. Like, there we go. The cynicism is wonderful. You have a frank way of just kind of putting people back in a perspective that is very... I, I respect that. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> I, there you go. Love and admiration from uh, women with no breasts. Uh, hey, what more could you want, right? Uh, all right, Mia. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right. Take care. That was a nice compliment. Yeah, it was. Uh, put that on a cart, Engineer Mike, and uh, put it in your ass. All right. Uh, <laughs> fresh. My ass, Adam. <laughs> Who was that? Who said Wait, that? Where is that voice? Oh, Fiona Apple, yes. Oh, we had a lot of great women in there. We had Fiona Apple, we had uh, Debbie Mazar, and uh, and Kari Wurr was in uh, last night. And uh, tonight we got a bunch of penises in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Precious Declaration. Uh, That's the name of the song we're going to hear. You guys ready? You're not tired it. of it already, play are you? It. Oh, quit acting like you don't want to hear it. <laughs> you love it. it. You love it? Oh, we love it. Good. <laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good radio, Drew. You want to blurt out an obscenity real fast? Precious declaration off of Disciplined Breakdown. Uh, Collective Souls' uh, latest offering. Came out on Tuesday. Pre-sold uh, gold. 
Pre-sold yeah, gold. Oh, that's what huge. That's Shipped gold. Yeah, Shipped gold. Pre-sold. <laughs> oh, those record guys just must be salivating. Forget when they... the record terminology. All right. Uh, the point it's, is, it's music. It's doing well, and uh, I hear it on uh, all the stations uh, around town there, and uh, everyone seems to love it. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, you want, uh, we get another call? No. We'll go to break. All right, Drew. Sell the hell out of the uh, next call yeah, before you, we go into break. Yeah, it's a little this tease. Is a thirteen-year-old who wishes. What's uh, the, do the Jonathan. name, Jonathan? Drew, so but people it's, can it's, the bond. age is, is germane. The issue is. I know, but do that when you say the name, then people get a, a connection. Jonathan is is, is ruminating and concerned with whether or not women are going to be comfortable with an uncircumcised penis. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And we all have something to say about that, do we not? Okay. I'm going to talk to you guys about Radio 2 after the break. <laughs> love Line will be right back. Love Line will be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall, and now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors, and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One, go to the Loveline landing page, click the Amazon banner, or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind in the sail of this production and this podcast. Both Loveline and Mike and Drew and everything at Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. Hey, everybody. It's Nicole Polizzi, but you may know me as Snooki from MTV's Jersey Shore. I totally feel like Snooki doesn't exist anymore, so I want you guys to get to know Nicole. Download my new podcast, Naturally Nicole, at podcastone.com. A lot has changed in my life with becoming a mother, getting married, losing weight, being fit. So be a part of my new, fantastic, fabulous world. Download Naturally Nicole every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. All right, I'm Adam Carroll. That is Dean Will Ross and Shane of Collective Soul. And that over there is Dr. Drew. Discipline Breakdown is the name of the CD. And uh, we'll be hearing some more of it as the uh, night wears on. But uh, first, uh, a little love line business. Uh, those who listen to the show regularly know the, uh, the OCDDs, the Out of Context Drew Drops. Yeah. Um, this is where Dr. Drew reads a piece of email. Um, he reads, uh, you know, some girl writes in and says um, her uh, vagina is swollen. And when then Drew reads it, I then tell uh, Engineer Mike to put it on a cart and we play it out of context. Uh, he on this stick for me. Stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> and I think uh, last night, was it last <laughs> night that we had a good one? Do it, Mike. Ever since I stopped taking Depo-Provera, I've been lactating. 
<laughs> now, isn't it funny when we do that? <laughs> oh, man. Engineer Mike, just uh, give me one faggot. Uh, faggot better run. That's my favorite. I, I don't know why I love that one, but I do. Faggot better run. <laughs> Gee, it hurts when I urinate. I've got these lesions. All right. <laughs> you don't enjoy that, Drew. No, it's, it's, it's so it's so intriguing to me how far that seems from anything humorous. You know what that is? <laughs> Look uh, at all four of us. So we're dying. It is. You're yes. gay. This is a it's a bottomless well of comedy. And Why? You're a comedic expert. Why? I don't know. I'll tell you because, like for instance, anytime someone farts, I laugh. I, I laughed. I laughed when I was, uh, you know, two and a half months, and my dad broke wind near the crib. And now, I'm 32, I still laugh. If I was at a funeral and uh, some some gas escaped the corpse, I would laugh. I really would. So there's certain things that just hit me every single time. But, but explain what I mean. That every time someone farts, it's like they farted for the first time. Yeah, but what, what it's about, like falling in love all over what again. What about for, this, these drops on me? I don't know what why. The, what is, I, is I don't it? know why. It's it's it's, it's akin <laughs> to gas. It's the only thing I can tell it, you. You know what? It's like it's like making fun of your teacher or something, right? Yeah, it's like you, a, it's you, a school could, thing, it's right? Like, like you like you put some incense under her desk and she's coughing, and you you think that's so funny because you've done that. Oh, so was that, was that the pranks you guys pulled at the <laughs> little uh, Lord uh, no, Fauntleroy uh, school for the my piano teacher? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh boy! It's like the cool guy You're making fat. fun of the geek. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's it's thumbing your nose at authority. Yes, it's it's. All right, let's not break it down, Drew. It's comedy. Comedy that's purest. Uh, Jonathan, 13. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, hello. I listen to your show every night. Thanks. Uh, first of all, before I got to my question, I was just wondering, uh, Collective Soul, when you guys are going to be in Denver again? Uh, we think probably early this summer. I'm sure we'll be there. We, it's not scheduled yet, the tour. And we're going to Australia and New Zealand uh, in about a week and a half. We'll be there for a month. And then we come right back to the States, and we'll start touring immediately. Endlessly. All right. Well, uh, my question is: um, Do girls have anything against uncircumcised penises, or is it? Uh, yeah, they could. <laughs> they could. Yes, younger women. Well, now come on. Don't, don't you, Jonathan's thirteen. Be, be all right. Put oh, it in context. Well, I'm sorry, I got to lie. Uh, no, uh, no, I'll I'm say lie. I'm just saying. That, that women aren't may not be used to seeing that in this culture in this country, right? And they may they may be sort of uh, uncomfortable with it at first. But I have yet to hear women say that it's an, it's an insurmountable aesthetic that they can't get through. No, it, yes, and here's the situation with the un, uncircumcised penis. A couple of things. First off, when you're young, anything different is peculiar and oftentimes bad. bad. Yeah. Different is bad. Uh, when you get older, different is good. But there's a certain time, uh, especially when you're a teenager, when you just want to blend in. And uh, and w it's hard for the penis to blend uh, when the foreskin is, uh, you know, dangling down there. Jonathan, understand that uh, in America, it's one of the only industrialized countries where circumcision is the routine practice. Right. Everywhere else, it's just not done. Because some of the girls I talked to... And I would just ask them what, like, what they prefer, maybe. And you, usually, it's uh, circumcised. All right, but again, that's that's the cultural norm here. It's not in the rest of the world. But there's also people who like what you have too. And and here's the situation. It, it's it's going to be a non-issue. You're going to get up. You're going to hook up with someone. First off, they're not going to know. Yeah. Not unless it's one of the people you've polled uh, beforehand. And by the way, stop polling people about the uh, the penis. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how many people have you spoken to about the circumcised versus uncircumcised? 
I don't know a couple. All right. Well, it, don't broadcast it. <laughs> it's right. nothing to be ashamed of, but I'm just saying what happens, it's like me. I have a lot of hair on my ass. <laughs> but the deal is, is... Is he smoking pot already? I don't know. Jonathan, you smoking pot? Yeah. Okay. That's going to make your foreskin longer. I mean, he's got the laugh already at 13. <laughs> All right. You knew it. Yeah, yeah right away. Wow. I have since I've been 11. Yeah, I can hear it. it it's affecting you. Um, and it really does affect people under the age of 15 much more profoundly than after 15. So I, I would worry much more about that, Jonathan, than, uh, than <laughs> your circumcision. Yes, definitely. Jonathan? Did you hear the laugh? Was just the yes. You nailed it. Yes, uh, Drew knows. Jonathan. Uh, well, yeah. Lay off it, man. Stop smoking so much pot, would you? Uh, yeah, I'll try. Seriously. Well, just wait till, wait till you're older. Well, I've been through a little bit of rehab. Uh, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Cleo Wallace Center there. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the next one. I program. I had to go there for a while. For what? Uh, for everything, pretty much. What are we into? Um... Pretty much just speed and acid. Yeah, John, the guy at your age, it can really permanently affect your brain. It really can. Just accept that. I know it, it seems like it's not the case, but it can. And uh, you stay with the program. Get a, get a sober network of peers. Get yeah. people that care about you, can support you, and uh, things like whether you're circumcised or not will suddenly shrink in importance. Yes, uh, not the penis itself, but just the problem. Uh, Jonathan, you have bigger fish to fry than your foreskin. All right. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, seriously, your sobriety is a much bigger issue. The The penis thing will take care of itself. It will? Yes. All right. All right. Do you move to France? Uh, you get a woman with uh, a vagina like the Black Forest, the hair coming out of her armpits. Uh, the guys don't have, uh, they're uncircumcised. Everyone is just letting it all hang out over there, Drew. There's absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the Black Forest. The Black Forest. Well, what I'm saying. That's <laughs> Germany, actually, isn't it? Yes. Well, I'm just yes. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a lot of growth uh, in yeah. places in, in Europe. You're right. You're and right. there's a... God bless the penis. All right. Enough with those uh, silly drops, uh, Engineer Mike. They're not funny. The point is, is in Europe, they don't uh, spend as much time on um, hygiene as they do here. Uh, do they, Drew? What? They no, don't spend no. the kind of time they do on hygiene in Europe uh, that they do here. Kind of different emphasis, I guess. They enjoy the natural odor of the human body. Yes. Right. It's a, it's a turn-on. To, to me, it's a, it's a wilter. Jeff, 20. <laughs> Um, I got a question for you guys. Um, when my girlfriend and I have uh, intimacy, um, she likes to twist the genitals. Mm. And, I mean, twist them like a twist tie. Oh. We're talking about nads? What kind of problems will that happen, like, in the future? Uh, we're talking about your scrotum or your penis, or both. Ball. Oh, the ball. Oh yeah. And it, how how she can <laughs> will it go around 360 degrees? How far around can you get it? Oh, I'm not sure. I well, let's say your 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 let's one, say your right? scrotum would normally hang at about nine o'clock and three o'clock. Uh-huh. And uh, you know what I'm saying? And if she turned it uh, clockwise. Uh, could she get it? <laughs> could she get the little nut over to about uh, four thirty or something? It, it, does it go all the way around to noon? Or no, she tries to get both balls to go in a circle. And, and by the way, oh. just you know, mm, few, that's, that's uh, good. A couple yeah. dozen pounds mm. of pressure, and you can remove those things mm. in your is, body. Is it hurting? I mean, is it real, very painful? The next day, 
Jeff? Yeah. Twist tie? Bad. Yes. Yeah, not, no okay. good, man. Bad. Um, twist twist something. She tries to get her his his uh, his balls to flip. All right, what is the sides? matter? What is the matter with your girlfriend? What's the matter with you, Jeff? Do you tolerate that? Ouch! What is the deal? I don't tolerate it. She just does that at the spur of the moment. See if you can get her to uh, flip nipples. Uh, put the left one yeah, on what, the right side and the right on the left. What do you get in left. return for this? Oh, uh, some excitement. Um. The excitement of excruciating pain <laughs> the following day. A little blood. Do you, you any medicines, Jeff? Yeah. What are you taking? Dexedrin. Okay. And mm. w- what is she taking? Nothing. Is she, where did you meet her? Oh. She's not on nuts Hang a on. twist where or did, anything? Where did you meet her? I met her at my former work. All right. Where were you working? <laughs> I was working at a pet store. Uh-huh. All right. Keep this woman away from animals. You didn't meet her in a psychiatric, psychiatric hospital or something. Uh, what what uh, what drugs, Andro? Dexedrine. What's that do? Are you, do you have ADD? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's speed. Yeah. Okay, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, your self-esteem's okay. Yeah, that's fine. And what's the rest of the sex like? It's great. Uh, who's uh, who's in the driver's seat sexually? Me. You are. Then stop the twist ties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. She's using your nuts for an airbag. How can you be in the driver's seat, Jeff? Please. Okay. All right, you're going to do some damage. And in a way, it's a good thing because you should not be reproducing. But uh, I'm going to go with Drew on this one and say, uh, stop the switching. It's not musical uh, nuts in there. Please, Jeff. All right? All right. All right. For Christ's sake. Changing anatomy is bad. It is, isn't yes, it? Yes. Uh, pick that, that any be good. any part, Drew. Uh, your thumb. Leave it be. Leave it be. Yeah. The elbow. Your eyelashes. Leave them be. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, not my eyebrows, though. Your eyebrow could use a little work. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like my eyebrow. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> you guys have any eyebrow problems? No. Let's see. I got the one brow. You got a unibrow. Yeah. People can mess with their the hair on their body. Okay. That they can mess with. All We're right. We're releasing them for that. Drew, yeah. sell the hell of the next one. Ah, oh, well, we'll take a question for the band. All right. We'll be back. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet. Hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people, and sometimes even our comedy friends join, like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is the advice is often pretty bad, but hopefully always funny. So go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks, guys. Mike? Oh, we started? No, oh, okay. Do the finger thing, Mike. I'm going to work my whole... Oh, you did? All right. Don't yell. All right, Drew. Hey, we're starting the show. Collective Soul is here. Disciplined uh, Breakdown is the name of the CD. Uh, pre-packaged uh, gold. And uh, don't worry, uh, they haven't sold out. They can't help it if they're popular. All right, we we're just talking about all the great strip joints in uh, Georgia, where the band is from. And uh, i got to get by there. And we were trying to figure out why... How it works state to state, like in California, 
you can uh, you can only serve beer, and you can't. They don't serve hard alcohol either. Just beer. It's strip joints, and if it's a bottomless place, no alcohol whatsoever. Just like uh, you know, soda, tap water. Because I, and in in Georgia, you guys said. Uh, well, that's just what it's known for. We don't really attend those places, <laughs> right? That's but you've heard tale. <laughs> yeah, that's what we hear. Atlanta's known for. Well, once in a while, when you guys are at church, they drag in a troubled soul, and he speaks of uh, the outside You're world. Right and it, and it, yeah, from what we hear, it's uh, it's, it's all out. Yeah. I wonder what Anything happened. Goes. I wonder if uh, we didn't have those rules and a couple of guys got loaded and charged the stage and ruined it for everybody or, or who enacted this. And how come, Drew, in California, where, uh, I mean, we're on the cutting edge of everything out here, right? Yeah. I mean, you take, like, San Francisco, for instance, uh, gay marriages, right, uh, first. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, this it, is we're, actually in, we're, in we're considered way. liberal no, compared to the not. rest of the country it, in many not. respects. It's it's a pretty rigid, relatively conservative state. It's really conservative, right? Yeah, it really yeah. is. It, it is. And I, I always thought it was because in other parts of the country, there's a long history of... Uh, Nudity? No, no, of, of sort of social <laughs> social standards that are being gradually decayed. And out here, it was the Wild West. People just sort of set up what their social standards were and cling to them. Right. And they set them up at a much lower level than the rest of the country. Right. Well, uh, God bless uh, Los Angeles. There's a a gun shop on every corner, but I can't have a beer and see some crotch at the same time. (laughs) Please, uh, let's prioritize. Uh, They they can't get it together to figure out how to outlaw armor-piercing bullets, yet I cannot have a uh, Heineken with my sphincter. Oh, (laughs) Rob, 16. Yo, Adam. Hey. How's it going, man? Good. I've been trying to get through to your uh, show for about a week now. But, um, okay, uh, my, I got two questions, mm-hmm. one for you and then one for the band. All right. So I'll go to the band first. Um, uh, what would you say about your styles from um, other, ba- other albums such and hits such as uh, Shine and then to your latest album and your new single? Hmm. Um, how would you compare those? I'd like to answer for the band, if you don't go, mind. Go, go ahead. Go for it, man. You're right here. <laughs> I didn't really have anything prepared. You, you guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, uh, just hopefully a natural ev- evolution of, of growth in the band. I, I don't think there's like a huge change of musical style. It's still the same vein. Yeah. But uh, we consider like if it, everything's under rock and roll. If the Beatles are rock, the Beatles are rock and roll. Why can't we be? Um, it's all just what we feel at a certain point in time. And right. We don't look back to shine. I mean, that was the first album. This is whatever we felt. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's a growth process. We um. We kind of feel feel ourselves growing in a way. Okay. It's third album. Um, are you guys going to be coming to Canada for your tours? Sure. Oh, yeah. um, how about there, Definitely. How about yeah. Vancouver, man? Oh yeah. We'll be there. The uh, Commodore. Yeah. We played there last time. And there again, I think okay. it's a- um, Adam. I gotta tell you, man. Where uh, are you calling from? Canada, man. Oh really? First Columbia. Oh, oh. Seattle. Wow. Seattle. You, 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 live in, you live in Vancouver. Well, that's where I go to all the concerts, but I'm really? down in, uh, Great, uh, great strip bars you uh, <laughs> Canucks yeah. have over there. <laughs> you know how to party. Uh, you know what I love about Canada? They, they, they don't try as a nation. They screw it. We're getting loaded. We're checking out some new chicks. Uh, <laughs> call the day. Hell yeah. <laughs> over here, everyone's pushing. Oh, we got to do this. We got to get that done. Yeah, Canadians are screwed. It's snowing. Let's get loaded. Hey, Come we on. Get, we get dissed a lot, though, you know. With, By who? With all the... Well, just... I don't know. Canada's it's a utopia you guys have created over there. Canada's great. Hey Rob, do you do you don't do any of that curling, do you? (laughs) 
Hell no, 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 no. We got it. We were watching curling. They just had the championship. Oh, really? For those who don't know what curling is, it's now an Olympic sport. It's great. down the ice. Yeah, they take like a frozen potato, they drop it on a lake, and then some guy smacks it with a broom. And a bunch of you know they drink there. By the way, when they're when curling is the big sport, it's you handle it too. It's There's got a certain drink they have, some kind of rum they drink while they're curling. Yeah, you got to be loaded to enjoy curling. What's your question for Adam? Uh, my question for Adam is: Well, first I got to tell you, Adam. Um, I know lots of people call in and they're talking to Drew all the time. Doctor Drew asked me answer me this, but um, Adam's the man. He's the jokester in the corner, and uh, I like listening to you, man. But um, question is: I got I've been going out with this girl for two years. And uh, we broke up about, say, six months ago. And she's going out with this other guy. But, I mean, it's like the connection with us is still there. You know what I mean? Between you and the guy? No. Oh. <laughs> Me and I the girl. I wasn't listening. Okay, okay, you and the girl, right? Is that, is that between you and the girl or yeah. between well, you and, and she? Like, she still likes me and I still like her. So you I'm know, wondering why How do you know she up. likes you? Well, she's told me, man. What does she say? She's like, well... She's like, well, yeah, we'll probably go out again. She's but I'm like, why, why am I waiting still? You know? She's just keeping you holding on. Right. She's in soon, the bullpen. As soon as I'm, um, like, I'm done having sex and <laughs> I towel down, uh, we can go out again. Right. No, she's, not, she's not even, like, hooked up with this guy. They're, like, distant. She lives with, the, guy, the guy's in a different town. Why'd you guys break up? Huh? Why'd you break up in the first place? Stupid reason. What? I needed space. Ah. <laughs> needed space to whack off? No, I don't do that, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. And what, what space <laughs> you know did you need? Saying? Huh? How much space do you need in Canada? You got plenty of space over there. <laughs> yeah, Nothing but space. Country. But um, no, I I don't know. It was the whole. All right, now you want her back. You screwed up. You I, thought I, you were going to get other hey, chicks. Man, I, All right, let, let me tell you what ha- what Rob. Please, let me tell you what happened. This okay. is what happens to a lot of guys. Uh, they're single. Uh, they're not too good with women. And then they meet a woman. Yeah. And they're in their teens, 15, 16, 17, and they start getting it on, and they get into a regular thing. And before you know it, the guy's uh, going on heavy with aqua velva. He's slicking his hair back. After each uh, sexual outing, he's in front of the mirror doing the pose-down <laughs> thing in the towel. And after a few months of this, he says, uh, I need my space, because he thinks he's going to go nail other women. The reality is, is he's staying home to masturbate with his other buddies that made the mistake of saying that they needed some space hey, a few years me, prior to that. Don't get me wrong, man. I know I made a mistake, but all right, you want her back? Hey, I've had other girls, but you know, all right, she's the one. You know what I mean? Okay, but here's I'm, the situation. I'm asking you if I should keep going for her or, should, or I should just go my own way. You hmm. you have to go your own way, even if you want to get her back. Because right. if you put the full court press on her, she's out of there. Right yeah. now, she's like. Sniffing around. She's walking away. She's going slowly. But if you start coming after her, she's going to go into a full sprint and run. And, Drew, what the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> you kidding me? Whack it off. <laughs> huh? he's, doing, he's doing some sign language, man. Drew's doing a semi-four over okay, there. Drew, tell me what you want. Now, he doesn't no, no, want, I, I talking, don't know what he's doing. He's ordering a Diablo sandwich or something. Uh, what are you doing, Drew? Talking to people. Yeah. I, yeah, I know you don't read this board, but they are communicating with us here. So. Oh, oh, Diablo okay. Sandwich. I'm just asking a question about that. Well, to allow you the freedom to continue. Continue with your answer. All right, Rob. Yes. Uh, even if you you cannot pursue her, you can only let her know where you stand and then move on with your life. Okay. All right. She will she will label you pathetic and put you on a back burner. I mean, when you're uh, as a guy, when you say to a girl, and uh, by the way, when you're a girl and you say this to a guy, I will always be there for you. I want to get back together with you. I'll give you your space, and whenever you're ready, I'll be here. Well, they go. Well, all right. I'll set you over there. 
And if anything else uh, comes along that's better, I'll take it. And uh, maybe if, if not, and I'm really bored, I'll check you out. But you get put up on a shelf when you do that. And they don't respect you. Women, especially teenage women, do not respond well, to but that. But who would, who would respect themselves to put themselves in that position anyway? You set yourself up for that if you put yourself in that position. Right. Okay. Uh, Chris, 21. Uh, hi. How's everybody doing? Hello. Good. Hey, great. Um, yeah, um, I, um, my uh, ex-girlfriend... She uh she's pregnant now for the second time mm. since we broke up, and uh, she she's got me really worried because uh, she's just now getting over a heroin addiction. Getting over a heroin addiction. Well, she tells me that she stopped. I I want to believe her. Was but, she in a program? Um yeah, uh, she... on and off when she feels like it. Um and I was wondering uh, you know, is this going to affect the pregnancy, and how, and are there tests that can be done to find out? You know, she's right, asking the, me for advice. All right, the main thing with the pregnancy is that women on heroin abort. They have they have spontaneous abortions, miscarriages. Good. And That's good. Well, okay. Well, the children, inter- the, the child, interestingly, from the heroin is essentially unaffected. Uh, really? Opiates do not affect the child. The problem the child gets into is from the infectious diseases. Oh, what a society we live in. You smoke half a pack of cigarettes, the kid comes out mongoloid, but you can uh, smack heroin while you're pregnant, and the kid's fine. Well, the, ki- the kid is not fine. They, 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 tend, they tend to miscarry, and they certainly tend to miscarry if you're going on and off the drug. So methadone is actually an appropriate substitute for pregnancy. I'm a, I a, thought you didn't like that. I am a, not a fan of methadone, but there's one, it circumstance, made you throw up, didn't it? one circumstance in which methadone I think is appropriate, <laughs> and that's with a pregnant woman because it can save the pregnancy. And the methadone, likewise, does not affect the baby in utero. The baby comes out methadone addicted, but they detox it in a couple of weeks actually using a diarrhea medicine. Very simple. The deal is, though, Chris, that the, one of the other reasons you want to use methadone is that the child is at risk from the infectious diseases that can be transmitted by the needle. Okay. The HIV, hepatitis, bacterial diseases, that's where the real risk comes in. It's not the drug. The drug causes a horrible addictive disease, but it doesn't harm the baby in utero so much, as far as we can tell. Chris, uh-huh. why is she pregnant for the second time? Yeah. I, I don't know. She's she's, she's very fertile. She's a her- uh, heroin hold addict. On, hold on. Who got her pregnant? Um, I don't know the guy. Oh, I thought it was you. No, no, no. And, and the other guy before wasn't me either. <laughs> So you have a girlfriend that's been pregnant twice while you're no, with? She's, she's my ex-girlfriend. Oh, ex. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm of the other persuasion, you know. You're gay? Right, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. When would you find that out? Well, uh, I've known forever, but basically, but, you know, she was kind of the last try. And you know. I see. You were trying to be heterosexual. Right. How old were you when you were doing that? Uh, I guess about 17. Okay. You know, we have a lot of 17-year-olds calling with that kind of behavior. Right. Any advice you want to kind no, of... No, wait. Hold on. Chris, uh, uh, we're going to play a Collective Soul song. Are we not, Drew? Yeah, but after the after the commercial. Oh, is that what this means? Well, that's commercial. what I was asking on this board when you interrupted me. All right, but what does play it out of next break mean? The opposite of into the break, which is... Before the break, out of it, we'll come out of the break and we'll do the oh, song. All right, well, I got to get this radio stuff down. All right, uh, Chris. Uh-huh. All right, so you you were a gay man trapped inside a heterosexual man's body who was in love with a junkie. Any, anything next yeah. on Geraldo? Right. Any, anything you want to tell those seventeen-year-olds who are sort of struggling with this? You're having very often seventeen-year-olds are asking us where they can get support, who how, who they could talk to about this kind. Oh of no, thing. I was seventeen. I'm I understand, but now. now you're wiser and older. What's what would you tell a seventeen-year-old who's and going gayer. through this stuff? Um, you know, just uh, go with your feelings. You know, don't don't try to make anything work. I'd, I'd say, you know, it's not. Did you have responded to that input at seventeen? Uh, probably, probably. 
I, I believe I would. It's usually pretty scary stuff for a seven-year-old. Seven-year-olds don't want to be gay, <laughs> right? Right? Uh, for the most no, part, they the they, most part. they want. To, that's why you keep trying to be heterosexuals. You don't want to admit to yourself that you're gay. Yeah, well, you know, it's mostly feeling comfortable about yourself. If somebody lets you know that that it's okay to feel comfortable with it, then I think it's you know. Well, I mean, I, I would say I, I don't have any statistical evidence to back me up, but I would guess that most gay adult men had a run at a heterosexual lifestyle, at least through high school and stuff and dating and all that, just because you're in a society that says, hey, go out and get the cheerleader. So when you're 15 and uh, you're confused, you just sort of do what society dictates. And then uh, later on, you um, get a hankering for some penis. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, I think at the time I, I actually was attracted to her somewhat, you know, right now. All right. Uh, I would try to get her to have an abortion. I mean, I, I hate to sound uh, cruel, but I, I mean, this woman to, is a junkie. I try to get her to, if not, I, I'm not sure abortion is the answer, but uh, uh, put the child up for adoption because she should not be raising this child. Well, that's what I was getting at. She's asking me if um, an abortion is appropriate. And, you know, it is not necessary. Methadone is appropriate. Uh, adoption is appropriate. Medically, okay. she wants to know if it's appropriate. Right. Okay. All right. She can get by. Okay. I would lie to her just so she had it, though, by the way. All right. Uh, we're going to hear uh, something else from Collective Soul and uh, more uh, idle chatter about methadone when we come back. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love Line will be right back. indeed. I'm Adam Carolla. Uh, the guy over there in the next room getting a massage is Dr. Drew. Uh, they are Collective Soul, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Disciplined Breakdown is the name of the new Collective Soul CD. Just uh, hit the stores Tuesday, I believe, and here is another song off it called Blame.
Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Blame <clears throat> from uh, Collective Soul. I'm guessing that was a good song. We were uh, laughing and eating rum balls uh, during the entire thing, and uh, I missed the bulk of it. <laughs> but I'll tell you something that's uh, something that's funny. Here's how the show works. I sit here like a chimpanzee. Engineer Mike sits uh, on the other side of the glass, and he cues me. Well, it's time to start the show, or when we're coming out of the song, or he'll say uh, 30 seconds, and then he'll give me the finger. And that means it's time to start and, and, talking. And then he'll cue you. Yeah. All right. Uh, where's that uh, snare drum when you need it? All right. Engineer, uh, uh, Engineer Mike, uh, make a note. Uh, Dr. Drew has made his uh, third joke of the new year. All right. Now, here's the funny thing. That song has a, like, it sounds like it's ending. And then there's the acoustic guitar riff for the last 30 seconds at the end. You fooled Engineer Mike. So here's what Engineer Mike does. The song is winding down. It's coming to an end. He lifts his hand up, and he's all ready to give the, give me the uh, big pointy finger. And then the acoustic guitar fires back up oh, again. Instead of dropping his hand, he scratches his head. <laughs> oh! Oh, you did the old scratching hand. <laughs> oh, that was just a scratch. I wasn't about to... Oh, you are so full of crap, Engineer Mike. I can't believe that. Oh, by the way, I got an itch on my head. You see, he does this. He goes, Oi! <laughs> I meant to do that. <laughs> Uh, all right, it's a visual. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. All right, uh, all right. Collective Soul is here, and uh, we're talking to uh, Mila. Mila. Seventeen. <laughs> okay, I have a question for the band. Um, do you guys have anything to do with the fan club? Uh, it's been tough, actually. Uh, we're we're trying to get more in touch with the fan club. Uh, we've read all of the letters that people have sent us and we appreciate them and they uh, they kept us going in a lot of ways last year we'd uh we'd we'd pin some of them up and stuff but we have been slack in that area well we, uh, we had a, uh, a managerial switch mid-career and uh, kind of <laughs> threw a little bit of it off so a lot of it kind of got lost in a major lawsuit that lasted a year and a half well, well, i know because um i wrote in and i joined the fan club and everything because i've been a fan since like your first album came out cool. and Thank like you. All of a sudden, it went downhill, and I was like, "What happened?" Yeah, uh, everything crashed for us, and we're trying to make a little. We're trying to come back. Well, how did it go downhill, Mila? Well, I stopped getting letters, and like, um, we changed. We had to change yeah, all that stuff, and, and uh, oh. our PO box was was changed. It was with our ex manager, and we didn't get our mail, and it was just so, a big mess for about a year and a half. Well, what kind of? I've never it. joined a fan club. What what kind of stuff? You so you joined the Collective Soul Army, and what did you get? Did they send out a like a patch or something? Depends on what points you join. Oh, I see. <laughs> I got a T-shirt and um, a rare CD just for fan club members and right. stickers and just yeah. We actually really? recorded a CD for our fan club members. Yeah. Wow, it was awesome. And then I actually met you guys back in '95, and I think it was in August. Where at? when you came to Tucson? Oh yeah. At the Buena Vista. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you signed my T-shirt and everything, and I love you guys. You guys are the best. Thanks. Thanks. You're like my favorite band in the whole world. We yeah. just went. We 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 have definitely fallen out of contact with uh, the people in our fan club. We're sorry. Oh, that's all um, right. But really, we did read all of the letters, and they meant something to us. Thanks. But we're on the rebound. We're, we're coming back. Strong. Is it is it back is it back yet? I mean, is there an address or anything oh, you guys yeah, want to yeah. give out? Yeah. On, on I the new, back. I don't know where it is. Disc. You can look and see what it oh, is. Oh, okay. I guess one of the ladies that's like has something to do with the fan club. Diane. Yeah, her brother or something died. 
Right. Yes. right. So yes. it's been kind of hard to. Right. There's been problems there too. Yeah. And yeah. we haven't had time to really uh, have full contact with her yet. Uh, you know the address? We're sorry. Oh, if, you write, if you write to this new address, you can get. She, I think she has it actually. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. It's the Pennsylvania one. Right. There you go. Is Will there? Yes, this is me. You're talking to him. Are you happily married? Yes. Oh, too bad. All right, you didn't you have a chance want, anyway. You don't, you don't want none of that anyway. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm promise you don't want, <laughs> you don't want none of that. <laughs> I'm not fun to spend time with. No, not at all. Well, do you guys have any advice for like beginning guitar players? Um, play <laughs> guitar. Like, play enjoy guitar. Oh. enjoy your time with the guitar. I love yeah, it. Definitely. You gonna start a band? Soon. All right, you can call it uh, uh, Mila Vanilla. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, a little, little pun humor there. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, th- three days late. Josh, 15. Yeah, um, I have a question about when I wake up in the morning, I can't move at all. What do you mean by that? Like, I just can't move, period. Um, and I'll have, like, I'll have my face and, like, my pillow, and I can't even breathe. Mm. You know, like, gradually I'll be able to move my fingers or toes, and, like, little by little be able to move, but that will take at least, like, two or three minutes. This is every morning? Not every morning, sometimes, maybe once a month. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night when that same thing happens? No. It's, well, yeah, one time, and then, like, maybe two in the morning. Do you ever have any middle-of-the-night episodes where you get up and scream or that sort of thing? Have night terrors? No, that's never happened. Nocturnal emissions? No. So I've spot-welded myself to the uh, box spring uh, one time. I understand that. Um, do you take any medications? Um, no. Do you have any medical problems? No, just asthma. That's it. Are you using any asthma medicines? Not really. And it's not that the joints are stiff. It's that you can't sort of go from... I can't even talk. Yeah. What is is that? It's probably a disorder of sleep. Um, It it could be a seizure disorder, but there there are certain kinds of sleep disorders where people feel locked in. They they kind of wake up, but the, the, the centers of the brain that are necessary to sort of connect up with your motor function don't come along with that. But have you, have you ever experienced that? I think most people experience I think I that have. Yeah, at some time or another. It's usually in the middle of the night. They kind of quasi wake up, and they can't move, and they're sort of coming out of a dream, but they don't. They go right back into sleep mm-hmm. usually. And it's often associated with other sleep disturbances like night terrors. It can be associated with psychiatric problems, mood disorders, that sort of thing, too. Oh, can I ask another question? Well, wait a minute. How are you when you're awake? Huh? How are you when you're awake? I'm fine. No problems? No problems. Okay. Like so that. what should he do? Huh? You should see a, you should see a neurologist, actually. You know what a neurologist is? Um, no. A brain doctor. Or a general doctor would be okay to start with, just to make sure there's nothing obvious going on. But th- this can be just, uh, it doesn't have to be a medical issue per se. What's the other thing, Josh? Huh? Oh, yeah. Like, um, my mom, she smoked when I was in, when she was pregnant with me. Right. And I was wondering if that has anything to do with my penis. What's your wife? What, what's it uh, look like a uh, camel non-filter? No, it's just kind of small. You're 15. There's six more years of growth ahead of you, okay? Who told you she smoked while uh, she was pregnant? She did, and my dad did. Okay. If you, you you don't need to tell your kids all what went on and uh, give them the uh, basically. I mean, can can you can you imagine uh, this kind of a uh, kind of a interesting story? My. Uh, my a little Corolla family history. My uh, dad's mother, my grandmother, uh, got uh, ether when she was uh, pregnant uh, to kill the pain or pass her out. It was a long time ago, obviously. And she always told my dad uh, he wasn't right because she, he was gassed with the ether. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, hey, listen, Grandma, if he wasn't right, he's surely, you know, if he was right, he's not right now. 
That's for sure. From that, I mean, from that suggestion. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of baggage. You're carrying my poor dad still carrying around this ether rag, <laughs> thinking you know, you know, thinking yeah. he could have been a he could have been a genius if it wasn't for the ether. And I wouldn't <laughs> tell my kids, uh, hey, I chain smoke and drank like a fish when I was pregnant with you, son. Uh, uh, enjoy. <laughs> uh, Josh, you never had a seizure when you were a kid. No. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for your call. Thanks. All right. Uh, cheer up, Josh. Please. Life can be good. What's up, Drew? Uh, you a little depressed? No, I'm a little tired. Okay, you guys all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's sitting back up now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get too comfortable over there. Uh, you know what I love about this radio show? Because Drew and I uh, act like we're not doing a radio show. The guests pretend they're not doing one either. And before you know it, everyone's sitting around. And the good part is when the guests start having conversations. <laughs> Amongst themselves. Yeah, hey, uh, we're going to be out of here by 10, uh, 11, 15? <laughs> All right, uh, David, twenty-four. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Hello. Hey. Um, I have a question about uh, uh, herpes. Uh, I was married uh, for about a year, and I dated my wife for about uh, oh, golly, a year and a half before we got married. And uh, she contracted it before we even got to de- together. But uh, when she was broken out, we used condoms and so forth. Uh, when she wasn't, you know, we pretty much did it all. And uh, it seemed that I never, well, I, I never broke out or anything. Okay. Um, yeah, you probably guess, don't have it. Uh, well, my question was, is is there any chance that it could be lying dormant? Mm. We've been divorced for about six months. Very unlikely. I mean, and I haven't had any outbreaks or if, anything. If you know what herpes is, it's very difficult to miss the primary outbreak. It's usually pretty uncomfortable. It doesn't uh, usually occur within, like, two weeks or yes, so. Yes, yes. And, and it, it, it's not as though you can have a dormant period of longer than two weeks and then suddenly you get a primary outbreak. Okay. You can have a primary outbreak and you may not have another one for years. Right. But it, you, you would have, you know, you knew what herpes was. Your wife yeah. had it. You wouldn't have missed the primary right. outbreak in your All right, but David. Yeah. Uh, first off, as you know, we call it the happies. The happies. Because it's been uh, stigmatized by this negative herpes name. The happies <laughs> is something people feel more comfortable uh, talking about. I'll start calling. All right, let's use you as a little case history because we're constantly trying to figure out with the happies if you can contract it or how likely it is to contract it when the other person is not having a breakout. Right, right. Because, I mean, think about it. You're, uh, you're David, you're 20. How old were you when you got married? Let's see, I was 22. All right, you're 22, and how old was your wife? Uh, she's two years younger than me. All right, so 22-year-old David is marrying uh, his 20-year-old wife, uh, at least theoretically at the time for the rest of their life, and she has herpes. Right. Now, what Drew would say is if she has herpes and she's potentially contagious uh, for the rest of her life, there's no cure for this, so you got to wear a condom with your wife for the rest of your life, right. which uh, sounds like a bit of a curse. And I'm always trying to figure out, I know... The disease can be spread when there's a breakout, but we can never quite figure out whether it can be spread when there's no breakout, meaning you can put the condom away because uh, everything looks good. It could be spread, but the question you always ask is, what's the likelihood? And you have no answer. So, David, you're saying... Although uh, now you're making me think that you have a problem here with this infectious disorder. No. He's really concerned. (laughs) I don't. No, maybe somebody you know does. 
Yeah. No, uh, the uh, crab, or one of the crabs I have on my genitalia contracted herpes. True, <laughs> uh, is, is there a cure for that? Uh, can I, do I have to bring the crab in separately for treatment, or do I have to bring my own junk like into the office? You love your crab, right? You want to keep him. Yes. I got a little waiting pool for him in there. I'm putting, next week I'm buying uh, some coral and one of those uh, windmills where the bubbles come up and spin it. It's great. I'm going to put some colored foil uh, behind my ass so it looks good when I turn the black light on. Well, you know you're in trouble when your crabs have a venereal disease. But, uh, D- David, yeah. so you had sex uh, unprotected at times for two years. Many times. Many times. Two and a half years, yeah. Without contracting anything. Yes, I did. Okay. All right. It's just interesting to know. Great. That it is possible. Now, that's a husband and wife situation, too, and we would be less apt to... We wouldn't be so rigid about discouraging experimentation in a merit, marital situation. You understand? Right. We, we, we wouldn't be saying, oh, my God, you right. don't, Perhaps, don't try I see that. what you're saying. Perhaps if David had gotten the herpes, he wouldn't have gone anywhere. That's not then they'd saying. still be together yeah, today. You're right, saying. Drew. Uh, Angie, 20. Hey. Hello. Hey, Collective Soul. I love your music. It makes me think a lot. Thanks. <laughs> but um, I have a problem um, I've lived in a big city my whole life, and I recently just moved to a small town. And where I used to live before, like, there's a lot of things, like, I lived by San Francisco, and so everything's really acceptable, and people are really open-minded. But I moved to this town, and people are really prejudiced. And um, people, I guess they think I'm like a freak, because they're not religiously open-minded. And um, I, I don't, maybe it's my kind of fault also, because... I don't, like, look like an approachable person. Like, when people talk to me, I'll just, like, stare, and I won't really smile or make eye contact. But, um, like, there are some people that know me and, like, guys, my friends look into my house, and they'll look around my house and they'll be like, oh, my God, why does she have these candles? Why does she have these books? She's some kind of witch freak. Are you and, into Wicca? Yeah, that's what I practice. All right. how, how, uh, how overweight are you? I'm not overweight. Really? I'm, you know what? Guys approach me for the wrong reasons. And then, like, like there's a couple guys that I've met, and they'll like, they'll, they're like obsessed with me because they think it's cool to be with a girl who's weird or something. And what they don't understand is like, I really respect myself when I don't date. I don't like, I'm not going to just sleep with the guy. You know, I have really high standards for myself. Right. I, then, this is becoming quite cathartic, Angie. Uh, do you have a question? Yeah, well, I mean, like, how do I make myself be more approachable so people don't think I'm, like, a freak or nothing? What, what, you said there's a religious context of the... Yeah, well, because I practice Wicca, and people think... It's it's witchcraft, but, but people But is think there I, is there a homogeneous religious community where you live? You know what? I've tried, like, to get through, like, networking, because I got, like, this source book for Wicca, but there's none in my no, area. No, I'm not saying for you with Wicca. Drew's saying, are you living in some uh, Southern Baptist town? Yeah, it's like really Christianity, and they don't understand <laughs> that I'm not like some evil, crazy girl who's like out to put curses on people. And that's what they think, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I, why, why do you have to advertise the Wicca? No, I don't. You know what? I don't. There's a couple girls that I met. I met them at a bookstore in like the New Age department, and they like, they're oh. really nice, and then... They, like, date a lot of guys, so the guys will, like, come to my house and we'll hang out. And when I, like, turn them down, they'll, you know, be with them or whatever, they'll, like, go on, oh, my gosh, she's such a freak. She has candles all over her house. and and right. I mean, it sounds like you're for real. You know what you believe in and you know what you want. Um, yeah. Keep doing it. There's always... There's always going to be there will uh, be somebody. Yeah. yeah, there's somebody. There's all kind of outlets for yeah. people. 
Uh, there's uh, you could marry uh, Doctor Bombay from uh, Bewitched or uh, Paul Lynn or something. <laughs> you marry like a warlock, right? Yeah. Well, you, why don't you just whip up a guy? Can't you put some kind of you, know, <laughs> you know like uh, eye of newt and uh, dung of camel and uh, put it in the guy's coffee or something? Please uh, listen. If you're strange and you're worried about everyone calling you strange, then uh, try to look normal when you leave the house, and and then don't let people into your house. So, yeah, be like a uh, Dahmer. Be yourself. <laughs> yes. The rest is out of your control. Thank you. We'll be back. John, the voices are trying to John. throw me off while they're tr- while John. I'm trying to concentrate John. on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love line. I'll be right back. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Collective Souls in here tonight. Uh, Matthew Sweet will be in here tomorrow night. Uh, pardon me, uh, next week, who I uh, enjoy, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, tonight we have Dean Will, Ross, and Shane, all from Collective Soul. Disciplined Breakdown is the name of the new CD, and uh, it's back to the phones we go. Bill, 25. Hey, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, sir. Um, I was thinking that maybe I might have, like, a, a stomach worm in my stomach. Why? Cause it, um, I'm, like, 6'3", 240 pounds. I'm in really good shape, but my stomach, the lower part, has recently grown the last couple of years disproportionately. And... Recently, I'd say in the last six months, uh, every meal that I eat is just—it's a—it's like going to the gym and working out. I hate to do it. It's just—it's a hard time digesting. What happens? Pardon? What happens? You have diarrhea or something? Or? <laughs> well, at first, it's—it was the thought of it of eating because I knew how I'd feel afterwards. How do you feel? It—it's uh, it, just like everything binds up, and then I get nauseous and weak. Yeah, that's mm, a worm. That's, weird. that's more than a worm. It could be a snake. <laughs> I had a worm that had crabs. <laughs> all right. I am really not at all clear what you're describing, Bill, but it certainly is nothing consistent with any uh, parasites. Well, it, it, I had a, about four years ago, I had a dinner with a girlfriend, and we had some pork. 
and I had a piece of meat, and I noticed the second one was red in the center. Some pork? And then, right. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I started having stomach problems, and it's just progressively gotten worse. So you're worried if I've gotten a, a pork tapeworm or something? Right. But I was no. wondering if, you know... Drew, what, how, do, how would that manifest itself if one had, had a, a tapeworm? Anemia, and you might pass some proglottids, yes. the pieces of the worm. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Like what parts? They, they're, they're called proglottids. They're li- little, I think that's what they're called. They're little, uh, they, you ever seen a, like a skate egg? You know the, is, is what skates are? What is a skate? Sorry. It's, oh. a, it's an ocean-dwelling creature. Yeah, it actually yeah. looks like a stingray. Right, and when it's in an egg case, it looks kind of like I was right. I can't little, believe it. Dr. Will over here, the uh, Marlon they're, they're Perkins little, they're little, of the rock and roll world. It's a segmented worm, and little segments come off and get yes. passed. Uh now, you know, I don't know if you guys, uh, I failed biology and uh, was drummed right out of the class, but the one, the part I do remember from biology is seeing the tapeworm that they extracted from somebody, and, and these things can get like eight feet long, right? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, but I mean, that's, that's, I'm very unlikely. You're fine. No, because you would be, wouldn't Bill be sort of emaciated? He loses weight. It, well, it's, it's, it's not that, it's, it's some nutri- nutrients are, are, are uh, taken out. Not everything. I have I have feelings like pain and and, and sometimes tingling. All right, it, Bill, it could be a, a, anything. Basically, any anything in the textbooks of gastroenterology could be abdominal bloating and pain. I'm, I'm going to venture a guess. Uh, uh, I mean, were you uh, sodomized by an alien? No. No. no but, but, you know, the thing is, is that I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty big and I'm pretty. Yeah, but tough, Bill, go, but go see. Go see. I mean, it could be a gastritis. It could be an ulcer. It could be. Is something unrelated to your GI tract that's just manifesting that way? I mean, get a medical workup and see what this is. Okay, the, the, least li- the least likely thing I'd be thinking about would be worms. So I have another thing that's, I don't know if it's totally bizarre, but every toilet that I ever use, I always there's always a weird mold that grows in it, like after a couple of days. Clean out do you wash? Day. Do you wash your hands uh, tons oh, of times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how, many, how many times? How many times do you wash your hands? Uh, everything's antibacterial. So right, bathroom, right. So, uh-huh. and yeah. So, uh-huh. so in every toilet, say you leave uh, after a week with you, it's a chia toilet. Oh, just like, a couple of days. Bill, your deal is the one thing wow. you do have is obsessive compulsive disorder, right? You wear that? You think so? Right. Yes. I mean, yes. Okay. That that you do have. Now, right. to what extent that is uh, manifesting itself in your physical somatic symptoms, I don't know. But if you're washing your hands a million times a day, you're preoccupying like Howard Hughes. That the, well, the germs are going to get you. And if you have to, you know, leave your television on a certain channel every day and go, you know, back in your house to check to make sure you locked it six times when you're, you know. No, I don't do that. But when it comes to my hands, you know, when it comes to cleanliness on my body, and, I, and then I go the extra step. It's but bad. other than that, I'm a pig. You know, mm. Apartments a mess in my truck. That, like that. that can be part of the obsessive compulsive disorder. That they, uh, that really, they, they create tremendous chaos around them in terms of the the uh, sort of filth and things. But they're super compulsive and obsessive in terms of their behavior and thinking. Okay. Uh, Doesn't necessarily associate with cleanliness. There's all right. Well, Bill, go to a what? Should he go to a, a gastro? Uh, yes, a, just go to a regular doctor and get the workup done. But all there, right. there are medications available now. They're very effective for obsessive compulsive disorder. If that's what this is mainly a manifestation of. All right, Bill. All stop right. stop All washing right. your hands. All right. Then clean your apartment, would you, a pig? All right. All right. I mean, look, part of, part of this, this preoccupation with, with uh, pathogens, you know, with things invading his body, he gets a little nauseated after he eats, he has a little abdominal bloating. Must be a worm. Must be some, right. Something's yeah. in there. Listen, yeah. if I thought I was carrying around a worm, I would be nauseated after eating myself. 
and and I mean after each meal, and you know your your head is really connected to your stomach. Obviously, as soon as you get upset, uh, the uh, it starts you know bubbling and uh, the acids and whatnot. So uh, yes, it's all in Bill's head. Sue Drew, when it turns out to be in a 40-foot anaconda comes out of your ass uh, six months from now. John, 18. Uh, yeah, I have a question for Collective Soul. Uh, I was just wondering when you guys are coming back in concert. Where you, where you at? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, actually, actually I think... Oh, we first know. Show. We know I think we're... Not the first show. Actually, we know it's in May. I think it is actually the first show in the... Uh, in in uh, April. To my in knowledge, April. and our knowledge, believe us, is not very much. It's in April. <laughs> I I, I hear April. it's. In We're going to be in Cincinnati uh, pretty soon. That's going to be one of the first cities we go to. That's cool. Uh, and I have another question for Drew. Yeah. Um, I was wanting to ask you something. It seems like uh, every time me and my girlfriend, while well, we have sex, uh, my thing it gets raw, <laughs> and it does like a burning sensation on it. On the skin. Yeah, and she's like got white stuff coming out of her. Well, does she have any burning or? or uh, I don't burn her at all. She doesn't have burning. Just burns me. <laughs> she just has a discharge, and your your to your estimation, that discharge is causing the burning on your skin. Um, I don't know if that's it or not. <laughs> all right, uh, do you use a condom? Um, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll no, basically. No. Uh, men can get a yeast infection on their skin. It's rather unusual, but it is possible, and that I've can had cause it. burning. Uh, and you know, you always got to worry about herpes whenever My, uh, anything. My crab burns. that had, had the herpes uh, had a yeast infection, uh, and it could he told be, you about it. And it could just be uh, friction, you know, irritation. So, uh, but to have have a doctor. Well, what's up it. with her discharge, though? Probably normal. No she, oh, may really? have a, she may have yeast. It could be normal. Like most most men are not going to contract yeast from from a, a woman's. That's one yeast. thing that I can. Nobody even knows what that is. Well, has she had it checked out? Not yet. All right. Well, that's why no one no one's told who, who, you what it is. No one. Uh, you and uh, your uh, cousin Whoa. Gus uh, sitting around putting back a few beers on the back of a tailgate. There's a medication now called. <laughs> you got to go to a doctor, John. There's a medication called Diflucan that, with a single dose, can eradicate a woman's yeast infection very nicely. And so, if that's what it is, you got to get taken oh. care of. Really? And all the yeast medications are available over the counter now. Monistat, mm-hmm. Gynelotrim, and this sort of stuff. This is new within the last three years. Yeah. Huh. John. Right, John. 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 What's that? Are you using any birth control? Yeah, she is. Oh, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> what? what uh, she's on the pill, is she? Yeah. You sure? I'm positive. I see her take it. <laughs> All right. Don't have any kids. I ain't planning on it. <laughs> okay. Go wait. Ahead. Uh, uh, give yourself uh, 30 years to mature, and then uh, start a family. Jessica, 28. Hi. Hey. Um. Hi, everybody. Uh, you're going to have to bear with me because I'm kind of nervous. I've never done this before. But um, my question basically is, well, actually for all of you guys in a way, um, tw- uh, 28 and uh, just went through a divorce. And, and my hu- my ex-husband, he was the first guy I'd ever been with and the only guy until recently. I started seeing this, this other guy. And um, yeah, I'm finding myself kind of having the desire to be like, you know, a little promiscuous, or a lot, if you will. Like, I, I just don't care anymore. It's like I, I'd been, like, denied the opposite sex or getting to know them very well for so long that I just kind of want to go out there and see what's out there, and, and and yet, in a way, I don't because it's, I don't know, kind of scary. And the guy that I'm with now, we were using protective sex in the beginning, but, but now we're not, and I just don't care, and yet I know I should. And... um 
I, I guess my question is, is is there a point where it's like, you know, this day and age, you know, it's okay for guys to sleep around, but not so much for girls still, or... Um, Jessica. Yeah. Is the guy you're sleeping with now younger? Yeah. Yeah. See? Every time, Drew, do I always call this? Mm -hmm. uh, here's here's the scenario. How old were you when you got married? Uh, uh, 23, but I'd been with him since I was 20. All right. So you get hooked. Uh, they, here's what happens. Uh, they get hooked up with a guy fairly young. They stay with the same guy for quite some time. Uh, the sex is good at first, but it tends to diminish over the years. Eh, the guy's uh, prostate swells up. He gets more into TV than he is into Jessica. Wait, are the, you talking about the guy that I'm with? No, I'm talking about your ex-husband. Oh, no. He was 13 years older than me. He just turned like 40 last year. You're even more, more making Adam's point. Thank you. All right. And stop butting in. Sorry. Uh, the prostate swells. The man becomes lethargic. The sex drops off. There's a lot of tension in the relationship. Again, the sex drops off. And then they get divorced. And then the woman is now sexually free for the first time in many years, usually goes out and uh, gobbles up some young guy. And the, here's the beauty about being a woman. You know that there is a young guy, a young horny guy on every corner just ready to service you. Yes. Usually, uh, a lot of times it's someone that they worked with. Where would you meet this guy? Um, uh, through this class that I was taking. Okay. And, and I mean, to, I heard How to bang it. younger guys or... Huh? No, what was the class? It was just a, a self-defense type class. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he he's the idiot who puts on the uh, the hockey helmet and the uh, the, the elbow well, pads like and that. has women kick the crap out of him for well, a living? It was, an, it was an actual martial arts class, and, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, I met him through there. Okay. So. Well, listen, so you've only been with two guys in your entire life. Yeah. All right. You, you, mm. And you're 28. Yeah. You're well below <laughs> the average. You probably have 15 or 20 guys that you could just go hump tonight before you even uh, came up to the average. You understand? And, and so that's okay. It's all right. <laughs> well, and being in a... A little bit risky, obviously, right, Jessica? Well, I mean, you yeah. understand the, the infectious disease risks here. But, but uh, I mean, even, like, the you know, the sex in my marriage was... It, I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I think he enjoyed it more than I did, but it didn't really seem to matter. And, and uh, no matter how much or how often I tried, you know, it was, I could never keep up with him. It was actually what was part of the problem. And right, then, but you're into this new guy, right? Yeah, I, it's like the first time I've ever really enjoyed it. And, I, and you, know, but, you know, I don't want to turn out being like, you know, you know some real easy person. But it's All right, yeah, please, you have nothing to worry about. You've been with two, that, uh, two guys at age 28, you're a virgin. <laughs> you really are. Think about that. And, and the rest of the, I mean, I, I guess I'm asking a studio full of guys. You got, I mean, if you were to meet a girl or, or whatever, I mean, or your, even your wife, and she'd been with several guys before, doesn't that, does that bother you? I guess because that had been instilled in me from my husband, who's like, you All know. All right, your husband was an old a-hole. Drop it. It's not an issue. Every, every girlfriend I've ever had has uh, been with at least ten guys. It has no bearing on a relationship. And uh, ten and a half now uh, that they're counting me. Just find someone you're comfortable with. All right. All right, Jessica. Okay. All it's right. no big deal. Okay. Uh, okay. Listen, and here's, here's the bottom line uh, before I hang up on you. Uh, some guys care about this, but the guys who care about it will care about it no matter who you're with and who you've ever been with. Meaning there's some guys that really obsess on uh, who a woman's been with before them. And if you if you're with twenty guys, they'll obsess on that. If you're with two guys, 
Those, they'll focus that, on that. Same, that's, that's and, same thing. And if uh, some guy uh, fingered you, uh, your senior prom, and that's the only contact you've ever made with a man, he will obsess on prom night. You understand? Yeah, well, that's what I went through in my marriage. Right. All right. Yeah. He, he scared you. Don't worry. Most guys could care less. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Thanks. As long as you give good oral sex. <laughs> I well. Okay, work on told. work on that. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> been told. It's only been told by two guys. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back Dang. with Collective Soul. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. That line will be right back. Hey, it's Steve Austin. Download the Steve Austin Show to hear my guest, TNA wrestler, Cowboy James Storm. Got hit with a, a chair, and some bitch had it turned the wrong way. Mm. You know, the seat part that had the lip on it, the lip caught me right there and just split it wide open. Oh. And this old part was hanging down. You see my damn eyeball through it. So, yeah, I'm partially blind in, in, in my left eye right here. Download the Steve Austin Show now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Uh, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Will. <laughs> uh, I actually, I get funnier as I get crankier, punchier, and uh, more sleep-deprived. I couldn't imagine you anymore. Oh, God bless, uh, God bless you, Dean. Uh, Collective Soul is here. Finally a band that recognizes my talent. So often bands come through here and they uh, snub their nose at me and my comedic abilities. But they worship Drew. Oh, God. Guy's got a couple months of junior college under his belt, and he's a deity. <laughs> Please. All right. Uh, oh, yes. We'll hear one more song off of uh, Disciplined Breakdown. Uh, uh, and I want you to know, by the way, here's the way uh, we work here on Love Line. Uh, we usually play a song, uh, sometimes two songs. Uh, three is a real stretch here, so uh, consider it a, a compliment. Yes. Because we, we pre-sold gold. Right. Is that it? <laughs> no, it's probably because your record guys probably put the uh, screws to producer Ann. And <laughs> they probably handle somebody big and promise them next week or something. Right. So, you exactly. know, we got to play along. Yeah, no, you're a good band, and we're uh, more than happy to play the music. Well, thank uh, Thanks. Charlie. Yes. 22, you're on Loveline. Hi, how are you guys doing? Hello. Uh, um, I, uh, hold on a second. I only took your call because Drew thought we were playing a song, and uh, he, he immediately left the room, and now he has to come back. <laughs> oh, hey, look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> hey, It's Drew, doing his job for a change. Can you believe we get paid the same amount? <laughs> Can you believe that? No. All right, Charlie, what's your question? Well, I'm just having a difficult, you know, problem with my fiancé. Um, he just seems, okay... We were at the tavern tonight, and tavern. this guy bought me a drink. And I accepted because we we have been friends, right? You and, and the guy. Well, we're not friends, friends, but I mean we're acquaintances. You and you and the guy bought you the drink. One guy bought me a drink. All right, I'm hanging up on you if you misinterpret my statement again. I'm sorry. <laughs> the guy who bought you a drink was a guy who was an acquaintance of yours. Right. Right. You've never went out with him before. Never. Nothing like that. No. Okay, you and you accepted it, and your fiancé got bent out of shape? Right. Okay. Uh, how old is he? 41. Uh-huh, and you're 22. Right. 
Right. Mm. And when do you guys plan on getting married, and then uh, when is the divorce? <laughs> you guys should really plan your divorce, too. Right. You really should. Right? Plan it and tell everyone at the wedding so they can attend a year later. This is not going to work out. This guy's very possessive, isn't he? Well, I guess. Um, he's a good person, though. I love him. Right. Hitler was a vegetarian. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Sorry. Uh, all right. He loved his dog, but his dog, ironically, his dog subsisted off of meat, even though he loved the dog. This is a very complex man. All right. Charlie, uh, when did you meet this guy? Five years ago. Oh, when you okay. were 17. I was 18, actually. Just mm. turned 18. Uh-huh. He was 38. Mm. 36. Okay, so he's 36, and you just turned 18. Right. All right. Are you still in high school at this point? I graduated. Uh, how old were you? I was 18 when I graduated. 92. All right. So you uh, you were still in high school when you met him? No. It was the summer after right. I you, graduated. You know what I mean? All right. So you're 17 when you graduated high school. Right. No, you said 18. No, no. Okay. All right. Just Whatever. checking the story. I, April, April is when I. All right, you're fresh out of high school. Right. And uh, you hook up with this guy's 36. Mm-hmm. Where do you meet him? I was applying for a job. I mean, my boyfriend, that he was his boss. Ah, uh, okay. And this guy, I don't trust this guy. Do you guys Pre- trust this guy? It's getting kind of weird. It's fishy. All right, so, um, and you've been together for four or five years. Uh-huh. And when did you get engaged? Just last year. Mm-hmm. And when uh-huh. do you plan on getting married? August 23rd. And, you know, 40 year old still has an, a 41-year-old still has enough energy to be so freaked out about somebody just buying his fiance a drink. That's a very bizarre Yeah, it's situation. a very that's, immature 41-year-old. Yeah, that's the part that's weird, not the uh, age gap. Yeah. I don't see a huge problem with the age gap. But a 41-year-old should be sort of over that uh, 15-year-old Bond behavior. Yeah, age. like, right. you know, when you're, when you're 17, that's 16, social. 18, you have a lot of... Uh, Insecurity. Insecurities, a lot of uh, uh, testosterone pumping through you, and it's all that weird stuff where you know the girl, your girlfriend looked at this other guy at a party, and you get in a big fight and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I'm 32 now, and uh, I'll tell you, I, I would let my woman have sex in front of me. I would just, uh, baby, uh, your ass is blocking the set. Could you please? Uh, thank you. Um, I'm missing uh, Bob Saget for Christ's sake. And uh, mop up when you're done. And uh, whoever this gentleman is. Uh, <laughs> Please get the pubic hair off of the throw rug. It's, 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 I got it from Ikea last week. So, Charlie, he really should settle down at age 41. But, like, probably be prepared for him to at least be the same or probably worse when you get married. And not only that, it's sometimes it's the people that are that way about their partner that are that way themselves. Hmm. Uh-huh. That's very interesting. Yeah, what else does this guy do besides this? I don't know. I mean... No, you mean you're calling because he has a problem. No, because I just want to know how I can deal with this. Without with his jealousy. Tell him to shut up. Uh, well, it's your friend. He's buying you a drink. If you can't handle it, that is his problem. That is not your problem. This guy is so butt ugly anyway. Charlie, that oh, is, that is okay, his Charlie. material. That you is know, not hold on, yours. Hold on, Charlie. You can't get married. No, no, the, the other guy was. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm nervous about that anyway. Don't so. get married. Mm-hmm. You're way too immature. What? I am very immature. No, you're immature. That's what I said. Yes. Don't get married. You're too young. 
Emotional. What was it she said that that concluded? Her argument was the guy who bought her the drink was so butt ugly anyway. Uh, what difference could it possibly make? <laughs> Believe me, first off, ugly guys get laid all the time. Not as frequently as us good looking guys, but uh, they get their share tail. They don't have to lower their standards, uh, but they do. Well, like Tom, like I said, all day. Uh, all right, listen, Charlie. Charlie, please don't right. get married. I guarantee you it's doomed. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Listen, I, I have a fax before we go to the song. Hey, guys, listen. the show works. People call and I put a curse on their relationship. <laughs> there we go. It's uh, fax just came in. It says, I have tried for one hour to get through. Jonathan, remember Jonathan? That's pot-smoking 13-year-old uh, who wanted to know about the uh, uncircumcision issue. Jonathan is my son. Will you get a message through to him to call home? Uh, Mom has been trying to get through for three days. Please call home. It's from Gail G. And I think, uh, Jonathan, if you're listening, you'll know who that is. So, obviously, he wasn't calling from home. He's been out uh, uh, somewhere for three days. Really? Oh, All right. Yes. Jonathan. It's the right area oh, code Jonathan. and everything. So. Okay. And uh, we don't have mom on the phone or anything no, like that. No, she's been trying to get through. We can't get her. So. Oh. It's funny, though. Most of the time when people call up, they have their first question, and then we quickly uh, get through that and get to the heart of the, the matter, which is the guy was uh, a drug addict and I guess uh, a bit of a runaway, too. All right, and on that note, let's hear a little something else from uh, Collective Soul. Uh, this one is called Disciplined Breakdown. Disciplined Breakdown from uh, Collective Soul off of Disciplined Breakdown, and we'll be back. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Shenanigans. High school orgy time to think about Brian, I'll be right back. Shenanigans. All right, Brian, if people have not been listening to the Film Vault Weekly, what have they missed? Well, who are these people? They're people that don't listen. Why don't they listen? I don't know. They missed some pretty fantastic top five lists, including... Portrayals of the devil. They have no idea. Top five wedding scenes, top five dumb characters, which they are for not listening. That was a great list, by the way. Top five dumb characters. That's a pretty good one. Uh, Top five weapons. Top five inanimate objects. So please, please do yourselves and your ears a favor. Listen to the Film Vault. The Film Vault over on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. All right, uh, Collective Soul, what's left of you? Thank you very much for coming in. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, best of luck on the tour, and uh, come back and see us uh, anytime. Uh, Disciplined Breakdown is the name of the CD. It was out uh, on uh, Tuesday. Watch uh, them on Leno right now. Watch them on Leno now. Uh, it was pre-sold gold, so don't bother buying any more. Send it now. Just uh, the bootleg tapes. No, go out and get it. It's a great CD. And uh, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX.
on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.